Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at His Hard Line. Let's go! Let's go! go. Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Greetings and good day to all of you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high and he is in charge and he is at the captain's chair and at the helm and behind the wheel. And therefore, he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line. Today is Thursday, August 12th. Man, I'm getting all sorts of stuff here wrong. I'm like looking at my show notes. I still have August 10th here. No, it's August 12th. We are definitely in August 12th, 2023. And you are listening to episode, uh, I believe, 593. Somebody that was listening in and was in the comment section say, hey, your number is off. My guy like, don't know. What do you mean? And apparently, I guess the last few episodes, I titled it uh, with episodes uh, starting in the 400. So I have to go back and, and check that. So <laughs> I don't know where my mind's been at on that, but apparently that's off. So thank you, Nancy, for pointing that out. Um, but today's episode is 593, and it is titled Northwest Ordinance Overview. So we'll kind of just go over and touch on what the Northwest Ordinance is. And we'll be doing a reading out of Psalm 64. But before we get into all that, let's uh, get into the daily disclaimer real quick because of all the people out there that like to try to put words in my mouth or try to take my words and twist them around and, you know, use them for their own nefarious little uh, agendas. So, as always, I want to clarify that I am not a pastor. I'm not a doctor. Excuse me. I'm not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar. I'm also not a bar lawyer. I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice, and I do not have a political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies unlike the CIA and FBI. And while I am a member of the Michigan General General Assembly, and yes, I do advocate for your participation in your local General General Assemblies, you need to remember I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. I don't care what you've heard. Just because I have podcasts that are featured on the front page of the national-assembly.net website does not mean I am the official face or voice. It just means that the movement that is in charge of that website 
really agrees with what I'm saying here because I am a strong advocate for the assembly. So just want to put that out there. Um, I get all my information from that website. So that's predominantly why they share it because I just take what they have in print and I put it in audio form. It's simple as that, folks. I also want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty, Life Force, Beacon 37, remember these names, folks, RUSA, also known as the Republic of the United States of America. That's RUSA. And yes, those scumbags over there at Tactical Civics or any other organizations outside the Michigan model. Some people might say, Jason, that's not very nice. Why would you say scumbags over there at Tactical Civics? Because that was created by the de facto, number one. I'm sure the other ones were. But Tactical Civics has been known to be a de facto a created thing from D.C. So that's why I say that's part of the, the swampland there in D.C., but I have never participated in any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, and David Strait and Company. And furthermore, do not endorse or advocate for violence unless you meet me at my doorstep with it, at which that point it will be addressed accordingly. It's important to note that I am also not the part, a part of any cult or especially not a Freemason on any level. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own unless otherwise referenced. So there you go to all the Karens and Darrens out there. So. Now that we got all the formalities out of the way, what in the hell was that? Everything good up there? I'm hearing stuff dropping upstairs on the floor. <laughs> Just sounded pretty loud. So, all right. So there is no doubt, unquestionably, a lot going on in the world. And one thing we should probably take a quick listen to um, we're going to look some, you know, to a few, just a few things here. I got some audio pieces that we're going to play, but one of the biggest ones that I think is hitting the mainstream that a lot of people are talking about, and it's actually pretty scary, um, for the people anyways, that live out there in, 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 in Hawaii, that is, and that's the fires, the infernal of hell that is burning out in the middle of the Pacific on the main Island of Maui. I think that's what it is. Maui. And it's 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 pretty insane. So let's give this quick audio piece a listen to. I want to say it's about eh, two minutes long. Let's pull this up here. Any day now. That's a developing news out of Maui this morning where people are jumping into the ocean to escape raging wildfires. It's so unusual to see wildfires there. And we are back here on Weather Command. Back-to-back -back solar flares are headed for Earth. And that new is a double-edged sword, or that news. Uh, so on one hand, it could create the dazzling auroras that we're used to when it comes to solar flares. But on the other, there could be some fluctuations in the power grid. NOAA has issued a minor geomagnetic storm watch for tomorrow. Yeah. We are heading toward a solar maximum when we look at the, the cycle that the sun goes through every 11 years. The Coast Guard rescued 17 people who ran into the ocean to escape the flames in an apocalyptic scene. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Be careful right here. There's debris all. Yeah. No. No. Guys, never have I ever seen anything like that before. An entire town just gone. Yeah. Let's show you that video. This is from the area Kihei, Maui. Mahalo to Clint Hansen, Maui Real Estate Radio. As you can see, once again, this is just unimaginable. It is, you're, you're almost at a loss of words 
just to see the immensity of this disaster. Yeah, so so apparently, like I said, Maui is just getting obliterated right now. Um, just very insane. Uh, apparently, there was two consecutive solar flares, apparently, that send a, uh, a potential geomagnetic storm uh, you know, towards Earth. So I guess some of this might have to do with maybe some of the solar stuff. But there's a lot of people that are also saying out there, oh, it's the direct energy weapons, the dues, right? Well, that's possible. I don't know. Right now, it's all up for speculation. Uh, obviously, direct energy weapons do exist, but, you know, at the point of it's it's coming out that, you know, because listen, there's no doubt that direct energy weapons exist. But the thing is, is that a lot of the stuff that I'm, I've been listening to some people out there that are, you know, I don't want to say experts, but can track down um, a fake or when something is photoshopped. A lot of people are saying that, you know, when a direct energy weapon hits that, you know, it's uh, big beams and stuff. And, and I saw a lot of videos like when that thing happened in Nashville, right? Christmas Eve, we were seeing videos of apparently like uh, quick flashes, right? I mean, so I don't know. I mean, who knows? We don't really know because anything and everything could possibly be faked out there. But one thing is for sure, there is some pretty crazy, scary stuff that's happening out there that is obviously creating this destruction um we have no real idea what's going on but all we can do is just keep turning to god and just ask for you know ask for protection and ask for discernment and all this because we really don't know anymore some people are saying it's due some people are saying it's chinese they saw green beams see this is why i kind of question certain things because people were saying well they were seeing a bunch of green laser beams coming from the sky over hawaii that was another narrative you were hearing so who really knows then there's somebody out there that was saying uh somebody on another podcast that was kind of saying something a little bit more i don't want to say reasonable because anything is possible but um, just like all the California fires that happen, just mismanagement of, of, of the, of the brush out there and the, you know, of the, uh, what do you want to call it? Not the brush, but mismanagement of the land, which can create if hot enough and, you know, you get the right lightning strikes, uh, can, you know, start fires. I mean, there's fires going on in Alaska right now that it's about 13 or 14 miles away from Destry, uh, up there in the, you know, Fairbanks area. So you know, it's very well possible. It could have been started by a lightning bolt for all we know, but at the end of the day, it is very catastrophic, whatever is happening out there. I mean, it is very, very insane. Um, what else? There was something else to that. I was going to add to it, but yeah, it's no, it's definitely no secret that there's a lot of people out there that own a lot of, uh, real estate like Oprah and Woody Harrelson and Clint Eastwood. And, um, there's a few people out there. So, um, yeah, I guess apparently uh, Oprah, uh, Coastal Runner saying Oprah owns about 6,000 acres in Maui. That's a lot of acreage. And supposedly there's some tunnels, about six, if I understand correctly, from another post. Now, again, I'm just going off of what I've been reading. Not too sure how much validity there is behind some of these posts that I was reading, but supposedly there were about six tunnels under these properties, you know, for human trafficking. Um, again, I don't know because I'm not there. So I don't know all the facts, but here's one fact that we can visually see. The Big Island of Hawaii is an infernal hell right now. That much we can tell. 
Now, here's something else that I think uh, a lot of people should really get into and listen to. Um, there's two audio pieces I want to play by a woman who has a YouTube channel by the name of Chris Reese. It's Chris with a K, K-R-I-S, Reese, like Reese's Peanut Butter, right? R-E-E-C-E, Ministries. Um, there's two audio pieces that I found from her that I really like. One of them is uh, talking about, um, you know, fully trusting in Jesus. And then another one is talking about don't let toxic people in your head. These are like little short videos. So let's get into the first one. I really like this. Toxic people are like unwanted house guests. Imagine you're the type of person who has a really clean house. You work hard to keep things neat and you take good care of everything that God has blessed you with. But there are three types of guests that will visit your house. First is going to take inspiration from you and go and implement that into their own home. There's a mutual love and respect in this relationship. Hold on to those people. The next is the type who's inspired by you. They want what you have, but they're too lazy to do anything to get it. These people are nice, but they lack dimension. Hold these people loosely. The last type is the type who doesn't appreciate your home and they come in and they treat it however they want. They leave your home worse than when they came in. And if you say anything to complain, you're the problem now. These people are toxic. They don't have your best interests at heart. Hold these people, not at all. My friend, if you don't want these people in your home, don't let them in your head or your heart. If you That's right. I think she makes a very good point because, oh, hold on. It's sounding kind of wonky there. There we go. She makes a very good point because, you know, again, so often we allow people to enter into our lives that often disrespect not only our space, but we allow them in our own head space. And, you know, oftentimes create mental havoc and chaos. And then it creates a lot of distress and a lot of, you know, anxiety because, you know, just some of the things that people do and say. And, you know, at the end of the day, we should never allow these people to live in our heads rent free. Um, that's just you just shouldn't do that because all you're going to do is just create more, you know, just more nonsense in your life that you don't really need. Um, here's another one that I really, really thought was a good video. So let's listen to this here before we get to the next one. See if it'll play. Hold on. What's going on here? Why won't you play? Hold on. Oh, that's pretty cool. So now it doesn't want to play, huh? Um, hold on, guys. Apparently something wants to be wonky on me here. Play. What does it mean to call on the name of Jesus? When I have a problem with my faucet, I call on a plumber. When I have a problem with my car, I call on a mechanic. And at no point do I step in and tell these professionals what to do. I trust that they will take care of the issue and I step aside. So if we can put our trust in a flawed human, why can't we do the same for God? Why is it that when we call upon the name of Jesus, we then proceed to tell him how it should be done and when? And then when it doesn't go the way we want, we blame him. This would be like going to a hairstylist, sitting in her chair, grabbing the scissors out of her hand, butchering my hair, and then screaming, why did you let this happen to me? You really want to see Jesus work in your life? Maybe the next step that you need to take is to the side and let him lead the way. My friend, if you are ready for your miracle, can you say, Jesus, I surrender? That's right, Jesus, I surrender. Uh, that was a very good, I tell you, that was an excellent short video that I wanted to play because there's oftentimes so many people, so many of us, right? And I'm guilty of it too. We think we know what's best, right? And just like she said, we call on professionals all the time 
because we trust them to do the job that we presumably think that they are trained for, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't be at that job, like a mechanic at a shop or a tire tech at a Goodyear, right? We, we, or, you know, a, a dentist, right? We assume they have a, they're an MD and their specialty is in oral, uh, you know, health, right? So just like we go to some of these places, and look, I'm not saying you don't question these people because obviously there's some people out there that have, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, they have their pocketbooks more in mind than your best, you know, than your own uh, best interest. And we just dealt with that actually with a dentist here in our local area. Um, you know, he was claiming that uh, there was a lot of work that needed to be done, not just to my wife, but daughter, and then also other family members as well. And then when you get second opinions from another, you know, dentist, turned out that wasn't the case. So obviously, don't just take everything for, you know, face value what people tell you always question, but question properly. Right. But, but what she's saying is, you know, don't, don't intervene. Like it's one thing to question, but don't intervene with the job that you're, you've asked to had, you know, get done. Just like she said, if you're at a hairdresser, you're not going to take the scissors and start butchering your own hair and be like, why'd you let this happen? So many times we need to do that with Jesus. We need to just step aside we have no problem trusting man and the work that they do for us on our daily lives. Why is it so hard for the majority of people to just step aside and just trust in Jesus and God is going to do what he does best and work the miracles that you've so desperately prayed for? Very good, you know, very good short video that I felt that was worth uh, playing. Um, and when, you know, Here's something else. Now, we did just see a huge spike in fuel costs the other day. It went from $3.54 a gallon here in Michigan to $4 a gallon in the middle of the day just a few days ago for basically no apparent reason at all. Now, I have no reason to figure out why that happened. Absolutely no reason. But when I saw that happen, then I saw this video. Kate, My wife, Katie, sent me this video uh, this guy talks about the road usage tax on Michigan that they want to propose. Give this a listen to. This is stupid. Okay, here we go. The green energy push could be impacting all of you in Michigan, at least. This could be happening in other states as well. Michigan is exploring replacing gas taxes with road use charge. What does this mean? Well, it means they would be putting a GPS in your vehicle or a GPS on all new vehicles over my dead body drive and then charging you for it. What do you think about this? Let me know what you think in the comments below and follow me over there. Hit the plus symbol on TikTok. I'm an independent journalist and I quit my job in the mainstream media. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, you're not going to put a GPS in my car and charge me a road usage tax. You can go to hell for that. I think that's very interesting. Now, will it actually pass? No. And if it did pass, will it actually get implemented? My guess, I would put money on it. That's a big resounding no. But I do find it interesting because that same day that I saw that story or heard that video, that audio that I just played, was the same day that gas hiked up over 50, of just about damn near 50 cents uh, up a gallon. I'm like, whoa, 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 what is this? Um, now, here's another little sad headline, and I don't want it to kind of take it, you know, stressy, depressy here, but I can't really ignore this considering it did touch my life and some people in my family's life, my mom's life. But, you know, um, apparently 
Uh, it says that there has been a new record of almost 50,000 people just last year alone that took their own lives just in the United States. That's the highest number that has ever been recorded in, in the United States of America. 50, almost 50,000 people. That is sad. Very, very sad. Um, there is a lot that can be contributed to that. The anxiety of the unknown and the you know, the fiscal strain that people are having, that's probably one factor. Another factor is, you know, the unknown. Everybody's so freaked out about what's to come. You know, they, they you know, listen, my brother-in-law's sister took her own life and she was somebody that followed the Q uh, post very, very uh, closely. And she was a liberal who turned conservative and followed Trump and, she believed in, you know, rescuing the children and, and, and all of that. Right. Um, but the problem was, is that apparently, unfortunately, she saw a medium. I don't know if it was a medium. And my wife just uh, logged in here. Maybe she can remember more than I can. I don't know if it was a medium or a tarot card reader. But, you know, after, like I said, only so long, you know, she she was so excited, you know, like the whole nothing can stop what is coming. Right. Like, oh, Trump's going to get, you know, come back, blah, blah, blah. Like everybody feels like, you know, Trump's our only hope. It's obviously not completely true. It's we the people. But the problem is, is that this lady or whatever you want to call her, tarot card reader or media, whatever, um, told her, oh, I see Trump getting arrested. I see him getting, you know, he's going to be thrown out of power and blah, 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 blah. I forgot exactly what she told him and or told her. Um, but that like literally destroyed her and she ended up like she snapped and ended up taking her own life. And, and unfortunately she's part of the statistic of almost 50,000 people in 2022 that took their own lives last year. Very, very sad. You know, this is very, very sad. And I hope this can turn around, you know, but the media is not doing any good job or they're not doing any favors, I should say to the American public by trying to push this doom and gloom nonsense BS because all they're doing is stressing people out and they're feeling like there's no hope. They're feeling like there's no hope. Like I said, there's a little girl up the road, a high school girl who, who hung herself. It's, uh, it's, 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 I don't want to say amazing because it's not amazing, but it's really sad and stunning when you see how much this is ever increasing. Um, what else here? Oh, no, get this. Okay, now it's pivoting a little bit. Now get this, kind of going to the de facto side for a second. This next audio I'm going to play is from Fox News from Jesse, I think, Waters, uh, discussing how the January 6th committee destroyed all the records uh, of what happened on J6, right? Now, I'm sorry, but if you did that in a committee within the assembly, your membership in the assembly would be revoked and suspended. In fact, you'd be expelled indefinitely, and you would never be allowed back in. Because that's asinine. You would never, ever destroy evidence and video evidence or whatever. You would never destroy any of this. But remember, we are watching Kabuki Theater here. You know, this whole thing is just one big giant clown show and a big distraction to the greater agenda that actually needs to be upheld, which is the reassembly of states in order to restore the republic. But let's give this quick little 54-second audio a quick listen to. Fox News alert. The January 6th committee has destroyed their records, video depositions, data, transcripts, documents, all missing. 
Democrat Benny Thompson told House Republicans in a letter, quote, the select committee did not archive temporary committee records. The select committee was not obligated to archive all video recordings of transcribed interviews or depositions. That's strange. They spent two years investigating and then they just put it in the shredder. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? huh. Well, you might as well just let everybody out of prison then that, that got arrested. Just, you know, huh. I find that very interesting. But hey, again, it's Kabuki theater. Um, but again, here are some of the other questions that just don't seem to have any answers at all that come from, you know, uh, this one page that I follow on Twitter called DC Drano. Where are the 41,000 hours of the January 6th tapes? Where is the Nashville trans terrorist manifesto? Where is the Ghislaine Maxwell child trafficking client list? Where is that? Where's the J6 bomber? Remember that? The, the, the bomb that was left there on January 6th? Where's the J6 bomber? See, none of these things have been released all for the same reason. Why? Because they would destroy the mainstream narrative. Now, last thing before we get into the reading. Did you know Mike Flynn, General Mike Flynn, just started a dating app? It's called Welcome to For the Pure. This is kind of creepy. Listen to this. Swiping on Tinder and thought, wow, I wish I could buy blood from all of these people. Because if so, I've got awesome news. Michael Flynn is launching an online community for unvaccinated patriots. For the Pure is kind of hard to describe, but it's part dating app, part marketplace, all biohazard. And this site has everything dating, sperm, breast milk, children, and of course, we can't forget blood. They don't have the monthly memberships yet, but you can pay between $2,500 and $25,000 to become a founding member. I know the price seems steep, but Michael Flynn also promises that you'll be a thought leader of this century. So when you think about it, it's a bargain. Now, For the Pure isn't just for bodily fluids. You can also attend webinars. These events feature some of the most informed experts in the world. About what? I don't know. But I bet they'll tell you to buy and sell blood online. And if you're a real patriot, that should be enough. So we've got dating. We've got medical waste. We've got webinars. What else can you get on For the Pure? There is a tangible economic element to For the Pure. For example, you can get jobs. And if you believe Flynn's website, you can get jobs at like real companies. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I don't think PayPal recruits through Michael Flynn's weird unvaccinated sperm site, but I could be wrong. I don't know if that's even legal for them to put on there, but um, it's extremely funny. But they're not stopping there because For the Pure says it's gonna be the next Amazon. And it's funny they say that because last month I did a video on the so-called conservative Amazon. It sucks, but I gotta be fair here. If anyone could make an even worse copy of Amazon, it's Michael Flynn. Apparently the full site is supposed to go live on June 5th. We will see if that happens. But if you're out there right now with a whole folder of dating apps swiping for your soulmate, I'd just like to advise you to um, maybe not try this one. Yeah, that just sounds sketchy. That sounds very, very sketchy. Like Coastal Runner was saying here, my mom, she was saying, 
nothing like getting on a list to say that you're not vaccinated. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very, very good point. So, yeah, if you want to be put on a list and be targeted as somebody who is probably, you know, oh, you're an extremist because you didn't get vaccinated. So therefore, you are a danger to society and a danger to this democracy. They're going to come knocking at your door and try to throw you in a, you know, a green zone, if you will. That's uh, ran and operated by FEMA. I'm just kidding. I don't know what they would do with that. But we're all kidding aside, though. This is a sick kind of creepy dating app. This is really sick. I mean, what the hell is this? I, I don't know. You know, look, things are getting weird, guys. And you can't sit here and look at our present day reality and be like, oh, yeah, this is all normal. This is all normal. No, there's nothing normal about this. This is stupid. All right, let's get into the reading. We need some Jesus right now with all this crazy chaos that's going on. Psalm 64. All right, out of the New King James Version, we're talking about the oppressed by the wicked but rejoicing in the Lord. <laughs> I like what Nancy says, wackos. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. All right, uh, again, another short chapter in Psalms, only 10 verses here. Hear my voice, O God, in my mediation. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity, who sharpen their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrow bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him and do not fear. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They talk of lying snares secretly. They say, who will see them? They devise iniquities. We have perfected a shrewd scheme. Both the inward thought and the heart of man are deep, but God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded. So he will make them stumble over their own tongue. All who see them shall flee away. All men shall fear and all declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart shall glory. Now, Psalm, and that's the reading there of Psalm 64, verses 1 through 10. Now, Psalm 64 speaks to the challenges and adversities that we often face in our daily lives. And just like David seeks God's protection from his enemies, we too can turn to God and should turn to God during these times of fear and difficulty. But remember, the Bible does say over 360 plus times, depending on the version of the Bible you have, fear not. I want to say it's over 365 times, one time for every day. Now, the secret plot, the secret plots and the bitter words of the wicked are symbolized. They symbolize the negativity and the obstacles that we often encounter. But yet Psalm, this Psalm reminds us that God sees everything. Remember, nothing's hidden from him and their schemes will not prevail. Now, what this ultimately teaches us is we need to trust in God, right? And his divine justice. And we need to not be consumed by worry. Again, fear not. Because in our struggles, it's pretty important to remember that God's guidance and support are, are constant. And so when the psalm speaks of God shooting arrows and making the wicked stumble, it illustrates just how God's intervention can overcome our obstacles. Now, this should encourage us to lean on God's strength rather than relying solely on our own efforts. Now, the psalm also reminds us of the power of our words. Remember what I've always said here on this platform, folks, words carry significant weight. Words are very powerful. And yes, they carry the power of life and death. Something that I'm still keeping in the back of my mind and trying to remain cognizant of on a daily basis. And there's some days I forget. I truly do. 
And God's working on me on that. But just as the wicked use their tongue for harm, we need to remember to use our words for good, right? For life, not for death and destruction, for good and life. Fostering positivity and encouragement in our own interactions. Now, ultimately, the righteous, they are called to find joy and trust in the Lord despite any and all challenges. And the psalm encourages us to cultivate a heart that is upright and aligned with God's will. And by doing so, we can overcome difficulties and declare the work of God in our lives. Now, through thoughtful reflection on his actions, we gain insight into his purpose and find solace in his presence. Thus, Psalm 64 guides us to navigate life struggles and with faith, relying on God's protection in finding strength in his righteousness. So just keep that in mind when you're going through life, you know, because like I said, with last year's numbers, seeing the death, you know, the, 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 the rise in suicide to almost 50,000 alone in the U S I could tell you, that's a lot of people that unfortunately Satan got a hold of their minds and they did not rely solely on God's, um, you know, God's, God's power, you know, God's, God's, you know, joy and, and, and his love and, basically giving you the solace during these times of difficult, you know, difficulty. So we need to keep these people in our prayers because we don't need to see this number to continue to increase. We don't need another record number year in 2023. We absolutely do not need that. Now the discussion at hand, the Northwest ordinance, we're going to pivot a little bit for a little bit of a learning lesson because this was actually certain a learning lesson for me. Now the Northwest ordinance, what is it and why was it so important? Now, I'm going to be very honest with you guys. When I thought, when I think of the Northwest Ordinance, uh, I honestly thought that the Northwest Ordinance had to do with the Northwest Territory of the United States. I had no idea it had to do with the Midwest. Absolutely had no idea. Did you guys know that? Because I sure as heck didn't know that. Because you think Northwest, you think Northwest Territory of the Continental United States, not the Midwest, like Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Wisconsin. Uh, I didn't know that. I was like, wow. But like I said, before we get into this brief overview of what it is, just so people can have a fundamental understanding of what it is, let's give this two-minute audio piece a quick listen. This kind of gives a really good general overview of what that is. So let's give this a quick listen to. How to open your car door. when Hold you're- on. Got a stupid commercial. Got to love YouTube. Woo-hoo. All right. Skip ads. While the country's brightest political minds were gathered in Philadelphia, the old Confederation Congress was busy in New York enacting groundbreaking legislation. On July 13th, the Confederation Congress, often criticized for its ineffectiveness, managed to unanimously pass the Northwest Ordinance. This seminal legislation created the Northwest Territory as the first organized territory of the United States, which included the region north of the Ohio River and east of the Mississippi. The hottest issue, which was who's going to control the Western lands, had been resolved. And that was very, very important. And that was not going on in Philadelphia. That was going on mostly in New York. It established the precedent by which the United States would expand westward and create new states rather than adding to the size of the existing ones or creating a colonial empire. Territories, once they got enough population, 
could become states who would have equal representation, equal votes, equal power to the original 13. New states brought into the union on an equal basis with the old states. That's, that's really enlightened when you think about what other empires were like. None of Rome's colonies equaled Rome. Here uh, you have this proposal, I think, for, for equality of, of states. It's quite remarkable. What was particularly striking is that the Northwest Ordinance banned slavery in these territories. At a time when our geniuses back in Philadelphia were agreeing to some not very attractive compromises on the issue of slavery, which ended up perpetuating slavery for another 80 years. How did these nobodies manage to have the courage to do it and actually did it with Southern votes? No slavery in the Northwest Ordinance. Well, that was meant north of the Ohio River. Uh, what wasn't said, because it didn't have to be said, was that slavery would continue south of the Ohio River. Yeah, so I thought that was very, very interesting, um, to say the least. So the Northwest Ordinance is a very important document, much like a lot of our documents, for that matter, because... Uh, from the late 1700s that ended up laying out the rules and guidelines i'm sorry guys i'm like if you hear me like pounding away here there's like this little gnat that it's like bugging the crap out of me and i'm not going to have any peace here until this guy get he dies oh my gosh i'm gonna have to just ignore him this is ridiculous i'm letting a gnat get the best of me here anyways but yeah you know it so in the late 1700s it laid out the rules and the guidelines for establishing new territories in the northwestern part of the United States. Now imagine it as kind of a, um, an instruction manual of sorts, um, for setting up these areas and creating new States, because it was created by the United States Congress to ensure that these territories would, uh, eventually become States in a fair and organized way. Now the or Northwest ordinance did several key things. So one thing was government structure because what it did is it explained how these new territories would be governed it started with a temporary government like a trial period led by a governor and judges did i get you stupid thing and as the population grew people in these territories would also be able to create their own laws and governments kind of much like what the assembly of people are doing uh, another thing that the Northwest Ordinance um, allowed or did um, is it talked about rights and liberties. Now, the ordinance made sure that the people living in these territories had certain rights and freedoms. And basically what it did is it guaranteed things like freedom of religion, the right to a trial by jury, again, by the Assembly of People, and the idea that people couldn't be punished in cruel or unusual ways. Another aspect of it was uh, regarding education and morality. The Northwest Ordinance recognized the importance of education, saying that schools and education should always be encouraged. And it was also stressed that the importance of morality, uh, or it was also stressed that the importance of morality and doing what's right should always be taught. Very interesting because they don't really teach that in school anymore these days. It's more indoctrination of how they want you to think rather than teach you about the importance of morality and doing what's right. But I digress. Another aspect of the Northwest Ordinance was talking about slavery. 
Now, importantly, the ordinance declared that there would be no slavery allowed in these new territories and people could not be forced into slavery except as punishment for a crime. Sounds fair. Um, and, and, and the last aspect that it was talking about here is regarding statehood. Because again, the Northwest Ordinance explained how these territories could become full-fledged states. And it set a process where once a territory had a certain number of people, that it could actually apply to become a state with a constitution and a government of its own. So, I mean, overall, the Northwest Ordinance was kind of like a roadmap for creating fair and just societies in these new territories, which we now call states. Now, it guaranteed certain rights laid out how they would be governed, and it made sure that the principles of freedom, education, and morality were at the core of these new communities. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. The principles of freedom, education, and morality. Freedom, education, and morality. We don't really have any of those. Jason, we're in America. Of course we're free. Are we? You can go to other countries and see there is more freedom in other countries in Europe and around the world than we have here. Don't fool yourself. All right. Education. Do we really have education here or do we have indoctrination and basically camps that take away the ability to critically think and to be creative? We don't have educational uh, institutions here. We have indoctrination institutions here and then the last one which is the big one that is definitely deficient in in this country is morality see these three things need to be at the core of all communities including the assembly the reassembly of people see this ordinance played a significant role in shaping the way the united states of america expanded and grew in its early years now before we finish off with a prayer and a closing song that i picked out here that i just found today by an awesome band let's take a moment to listen to one final audio piece as we wrap up this topic and hopefully this will provide everyone with a little bit clearer comprehension of what the northwest ordinance is because personally like i said earlier my mental image of the northwest ordinance has always been associated with the northwestern part of the continental united states rather than the midwest and so this discussion i figured would be relevant to have and i figured you know what Let's discuss it a little bit further so it's a little easier for people to understand what it is um, and, and, and learn more about this territorial aspect. So here's one last audio piece. Let's give this a quick listen to. Open your car door when you're trapped. After this quick, stupid commercial, I tell you what. Makes it virtual. All right, skip ad. In 1783, when the United States and Great Britain signed the Treaty of Paris, officially ending the War of Independence, these were the boundaries of the new nation. The Atlantic Ocean on the east, the Mississippi River on the west, Canada on the north, and Spanish Florida on the south. As we can see, that included much more than just the original 13 colonies. It included territory known as the Western Lands. Great Britain had won this land from France at the end of the French and Indian War. 
1763, when the war ended, France lost all of its territory in North America. Great Britain acquired French Canada, as well as the rich lands of the Ohio River Valley. American colonists moved right in. Native Americans living on the land attacked the settlers, and the British sent in troops to protect them. This was very costly. So, the British issued the Proclamation of 1763, stating that there could be no settlements west of the Appalachian Mountains. The colonists were furious. Things got worse when the British imposed new taxes on the colonists to pay for the soldiers that they had to send to the western lands. All of this led directly to the Declaration of Independence. So, when America won the Revolution, it also won all the British lands south of Canada and east of the Mississippi. The new United States now had to decide what to do with this land. At first, the states were given control, but that didn't work. So, a new plan was developed. The plan was called the Northwest Ordinance of 1787. Under the Northwest Ordinance, once the population of an area totaled 5,000 free males who owned at least 50 acres of land, the people could elect an assembly and establish their own government. When the territory had 60,000 people, it could apply to become a new state. From all this territory came the states of Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, and Wisconsin. A part of Minnesota was also in the territory. Kentucky was originally a western county of Virginia. It became a separate state in 1792. In 1796, Tennessee became the 16th state. The last two states in the original territory of the United States, Mississippi and Alabama, joined the Union in 1817 and 1819. So there you have it. There you have it. Hold on, let me shut this down for a minute here. But uh, yeah, just I figured this was a good topic to discuss. I haven't discussed anything of relevance like this. I kind of want to get more back into uh, the educational aspect of what some of these documents are. Maybe not going and reading through the whole thing, because if I read through this whole document, it would take literally at least an hour and a half. Um, but I do encourage you, if you do want to learn more about it, you want to read through it. I highly encourage you read through any document like the Mayflower Compact. Uh, the Northwest Ordinance, your Constitution, you know, the, the Declaration of Independence, all these things, the Fundamental Orders of 1638, your, your Articles of Confederation. Read through these documents because these are the founding documents in which we stand and build our, our foundations on, or that these are our foundations in which we, you know, build our assemblies on top of. But let's not forget the most important authority document, which is the one that God gave us, and that's the Holy Bible, along with the Ten Commandments. So, you know, these in order to be able to be a how do I want to say in order to be a true self-governed body politic of we the people, we need to continuously always be self-educating ourselves and having a basic understanding at minimum of what these documents mean and what they represent. Because if we don't know what they mean or what they represent, then how can we really fully proceed forward as an assembly when we don't even know really what creates the substance of the foundation. You see what I'm saying? And then I'm not saying I know it all because I don't. That's why I go over this stuff. I mean, I just willingly admitted I thought the Northwest Ordinance was discussing the Northwest Territory of the United States, you know, the continental side over there in the Pacific. I did not know it was a Northwest part of, um, you know, of the, the territory leading all the way up to the Mississippi River, which is now considered Wisconsin, 
part of Minnesota and so on and so forth, Michigan, right? Absolutely had no idea. And so it's just one of these things that, you know, we are always going to be continuously learning. And with learning requires a little bit of work and time and reading and digging. Okay. So that's what we're here to do. I'm going to keep trying to do more stuff like this. One other thing I'm going to be doing better at that I am going to, I need you guys to put my feet to the fire. There's not a whole lot because today's Saturday. I figured there wouldn't be a whole big audience today, but I know there's going to be a lot of people listening on the download side. But going forward, I need to make sure I'm, my goal is to make this as family friendly as possible. So that means I need to do away with my little S words and, and stuff like that. I will still have my rants and raves, but I need to make sure I keep it clean and legitimately use like the bleep button, you know, uh, because I want to attract more families and grandmas over here so they can learn more and not be offended by certain, you know, mild swear words. And I don't want to do that. That's not, I want to make sure we have a nice family friendly platform over here for all to come over. I want people to be able to have five-year-old Johnny or little, you know, or little, you know, Jessica over here, listening, learning about what's going on with our country and not be worried that, oh my God, oh my God, is Jason going to say a bad word today? Oh my God. Oh my God. You know? So, and and yes, my daughter, my wife's just saying right here and Haven, you know, so I want to make this more, uh, and I, I like to think it's family friendly, but I need to make it more family friendly make sure that none of that nonsense comes out. Now you're still going to see passionate Jason come out when things get me, you know, going, but I'm definitely going to make sure that I censor myself even further to make sure that, you know, little Johnny's not learning any bad words off the, his hardline podcast. Cause we don't need that. Definitely don't need that. <clears throat> so just, so what I'm asking all of you to do is you being the family of the, his hard family that you are, you need to hold me accountable and hold my feet to the fire because I don't want to get scolded by my audience. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure I do my absolute best. Okay. So um, that's my commitment to not just God and to you guys, but to the show and prospecting, you know, new listeners as we continue to grow. So let's, can, let's end this in prayer. And then I got one song. I got one song that I want to play that I really, really like. It's a remake by a band called State of Mind. And they do really awesome remakes like In the Air by Phil Collins. And they have God's Country. That's another good one. Well, I just found one from one of my favorite movies, Top Gun. And it's called Danger Zone. Oh, yeah. I found that remake today by State of Mind. That's an excellent, excellent song. So I can't wait to play it. So let's get let's get the prayer going first, though. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you yet again for another day. I do appreciate all that you give us and all that you do. And thank you for just being there for us every step of the way. We need to remember that even though we go through many struggles and and trials in our life, and yes, we the enemy is always plotting against us. They're always scheming against us and setting up snares and setting up traps. They want us to stumble and fall and stay down. Well, we know that with you at our side and with us trusting in you, we know you are not going to allow us to stay down. We know that you will always continuously pick us up and you will help us fight against the enemy and triumph every single time. So, Father, we just ask that you continuously be with us through all 
trials, thick and thin. We know you have this. We know you have us in your hands. We pray for this nation. We pray for our assembly of states. We pray that the wicked get exposed for what they are and these snakes get revealed sooner than later so we can continue to move on forward and onward with the progression of our reassembly of states, with our reassembly of good men and women who are godly men and women who want nothing more than to restore morality in this nation. And we can only do that with you at the heart of this country. So we pray all these things in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So amen, ladies and gentlemen. And I do appreciate you uh, being here. Sorry for the slight tardiness. Um, you know, just kind of one of those things today, I ended up picking up an extra shift today because, you know, we got some things we're doing this week. So I ended up having to work. Um, we'll be on the air tomorrow, Monday. We won't be on the air. That's my daughter's birthday. So I'll be on the air tomorrow, not on Monday. Um, but I'll be on, on Tuesday and then, um, going forward, starting Wednesday, I'm not going to be on. Okay. So I'll be on tomorrow off Monday on Tuesday, off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. All right. And Saturday. All right. Can't guarantee I'll be on Saturday. But um, I think, you know, I'm just going to take a little bit of a break. It's going to be kind of nice. You know, we're going to enjoy my daughter and we're going to have some family time. So I'm really looking forward to this week. But um, I hope you all have an excellent day, an excellent evening, wherever you're at in the world. Remember, keep eyes on Christ. Always maintain a dialogue with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, okay? Always stay in constant conversation with him and ask him to be in your heart. That is one of the biggest reasons why I started this podcast. Jesus worked very much in my life, and he's still working in my life. But you got to continuously ask him to be in your heart and to continuously work on you and rebuild you from the inside out. That is the only way you're going to get true transformation, and that's by relying on him and trusting that he will do the work. Remember what Chris Reese said in one of the videos at the beginning of this show. You hire a plumber. You hire a mechanic to do a specific job. Why? Because you trust them in their ability and their skills to do the job. Well, when you pray to God and you pray and you ask for Jesus and God to work in your life and deliver you a miracle, stop trying to intervene and just step aside and trust that God's got this. Just step aside and trust that God's got this. We have no problem doing it for man. Why is it so hard for us to do it for God? Step aside. And with that, I bid you all adieu, and I hope you have a great, great evening wherever you're at in the world. Here we are, state of mind, danger zone.
Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. forget to check out the website www.hisheartline.com and if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly go to www.national-assembly.net that's www.national-assembly.net it's time to get active ladies and gentlemen let's go Joining us here at His Heart Line.
see you back here next time. Thank <laughs> you.